Hi everyone, I'm Amira and this is The Unmute Files, a platform where we unmute our body journeys and build support and space for our different experiences. On every episode, I get to speak and hear from an amazing, inspiring person from South Asia as they unmute their body journey. We cover everything from size to trauma to food, consent and even politics. Just anything on our journey towards body acceptance and freedom. Hi everyone, Uh, I've been missing for a few weeks but I'm back with an all new episode. This episode is going to cover Revati and my experience with navigating PCOS. Um, The stats basically say that one in every five Indian women have PCOS but I think there still isn't enough information or support around it and today we'll be discussing some of that. So a little bit about Revati, she is a content creator and video producer and has studied sociology and mass communication in college. Um, She's also an avid foodie and chef and uh, does comedy sketches. Uh, Revati, thank you for doing this. Um, So let's just dive in and start with how your relationship with your body shifted post getting your first period and being diagnosed with PCOS. So everyone's menstruation story is very unique. I can never forget the day that I saw blood in my urine and I was only nine years old. At that point, I was totally shocked. It almost felt that my body has some disease in it. I ran to my mother and she also had shock written all over her face. So she took me to the doctor instantly and the doctor was shocked as well because for that time, a nine-year-old starting her period was a very unusual thing to happen. And when I was there, I felt that my body has betrayed me. So it kind of changed the way that I felt and understood my body. And then I had to go through some tests And I remember getting my first ultrasound done, which was, again, a a very unpleasant experience for a child, you know. Yeah, you must have been eight, nine, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I was a tall Mm. kid all the time. So my body had already Mm. started showing signs of development, but I was still a preteen in my head. So I got my first ultrasound, some blood tests. And uh, what I remember of that time is that nobody explained it to me that, you know, why menstruation is important, why uh, one should not be scared of it, and why is it just normal and going to be part of my life. It felt like something that I am not doing wrong and my body is not doing wrong and my body is doing wrong and it's a um, like a challenge. Then I was diagnosed with PCOS and I was put on like a number of restrictions were kind of imposed on me related to what I could eat, what I could not eat and the kind of care that I had to give to my body. I was also put on medications which also had a birth control pill because that was the standard treatment to control one's uh, periods and to regularize periods. Yeah, so I felt pretty sick. In retrospect, I should not have felt pretty sick. And uh, just with like better awareness levels and more empathetic doctors and uh, environment, one could have dealt with it in a better manner. Yeah. 
that is how i was diagnosed with pcos what kind of symptoms uh, did you experience and what kind of restrictions did doctors kind of put on you so i had a lot of body hair i had acne i was putting a lot of weight i was uh, losing hair on my scalp i was having mood swings my periods were irregular and the restrictions that i was told to follow was basically have a low carb diet eat more fruits uh not eat maida at all like pasta like pasta pizza maggi burgers bakery items all things which we love as kids <laughs> which give us like like our taste joy and yeah joy were like chocolates candy ice cream yeah all all of that was like a complete no no yeah and it was all like it was all like it was made uh, made it the entire thing was made into a death versus life issue so my mom like was a hawa ha like yeah. a hawa so my mom yeah. was pretty strict with it and then i was and but i was not really understanding what was happening because on the face of it i was doing pretty normal you know like i yeah. didn't feel that i was sick but yeah they made me feel i was sick so as a reaction i would eat all the items that i was told not to eat i would eat all of those items and i would actually hide and eat them like i remember that was the time where my uh, second dinner and third dinner journey started you know like i would i would restrict my food in front of the family and then once everyone would have slept i would just walk to the fridge and have a slice of bread butter and you know enjoy that in secret but uh, yeah no i'm like so when you said that i just like it kind of hit me because i don't know the amount of people that i know with pcos who have had that you know relationship with food um me also like my whole journey with binging and purging kind of started from mm-hmm. hiding my food you know like yeah. the doctors were just like insulin resistance ho jayega you know and like you're like ah, diabetes ho jayega diabetes ho jayega you won't be able to yeah. make kids like you know it will lead to a lot of pregnancy fertility problems issues. yeah, yeah. Fertility. you'll never lose weight you'll yeah. um, um, you know you're going to have body hair and and you know even if weight is not a concern for you as a person mm-hmm. they make you fat phobic you know they make yeah. you be like lose weight lose weight and i remember like just my dad is diabetic so you know then I, you know you it starts feeling mm-hmm. like oh my god okay maybe i'll also get and you get a little more scared but yeah. but you're still young and you don't understand all of it so i also did the same thing i went to a dietitian and she gave me like this really tough diet like my lunch used to be one bowl of ghee and one bowl of dal no rice no roti <laughs> and exactly. i used to be like oh my god yeah. and but i did it and i lost so much weight and you know people would come and mm. say oh my god amira you're looking so good and i'm like yeah dude i'll eat ghee for the rest of my life this is fine but that's not sustainable the way i yeah. lost weight was not good and i gained it back faster than i probably lost it you know mm. without realizing one day it was 
it was back because it was unhealthy it didn't come from a good place and you know i was like hating on my body and yeah i started hiding food like you did um i yeah. would uh, you know t- at night like quietly go to the kitchen take mm-hmm. a plate of food quietly come back to my room and it builds so much shame around food um you love food and cooking so do i and i think this restrictive fat phobic approach that doctors take to treat pcos does more harm than good i also had some similar symptoms but additionally for me i struggled with low energy and depression uh, which most doctors don't address and you just start feeling like you're basically a lazy unhappy person um it's also important i think to understand that everyone with pcos has different symptoms you and me are like we're two people and even our journeys are completely different um so the healing approach can't be the same um i think i just <laughs> went on a 5 minute rant but basically i i wanted to also ask how this kind of affected your day to day life and how that started shifting once you became like more self aware so the day that i was diagnosed by with pcos and till about like beginning of college my entire universe revolved around the fact that i have pcos it like whatever was going wrong in my life was somewhere connected to the fact that she has pcod and during this 10 years there was there have been like almost 5 to 10 times where i have tried to lose the weight in a very um, lose the weight in quickly and then regain mm. that weight quickly like in almost Same. a yo yo in a yo yo swing i and it it really changed my relationship with my body because i was not in love with it i was not embracing it i was not looking after it it was almost like me versus my body when i got into my first year of college i very intuitively i remember i did not take this decision on purpose but i intuitively decided that i am not going to take the birth control pill that was regulating prescribed. my periods yeah hmm. that was being prescribed by my endocrinologist and i will give my body a chance to regularize this natural phenomena in women on its own and i yeah. think that was one of the good decisions that i have taken in my life because eventually my body did regularize it and then i started reading a lot more about health fitness food mood swings yeah. hormones and yeah i took the healing journey in my own hands and i developed a better and more constructive relationship with my body no i i get that like i think um for me also it was the change only happened when i kind of realized that the focus didn't have to be weight the focus yeah. didn't have to be medicine yes. the focus didn't have to be pcos yes the focus had to be i want to feel better better exactly and, yeah and to feel better i needed to find a way to move my body that made it feel better i needed to find a way where i wasn't restricting any food and overeating certain things right. you know i it just had to be a balance and yeah and and hormones like that's the thing hormones get worse with stress and 
these doctors and this kind of stress that's put on this PCOS thing, it just makes it worse. Like if if you were a relaxed, happy person who who had a healthy relationship with your body, your PCOS would be 100 times better, irrespective of what you ate. So I just wanted to end with, based on your learning and what's worked for your body, what would you want to leave everyone with? Everyone out there has a different way of handling PCOS. PCOS. Exactly. And exactly. all of them think that their method is the best method. Yeah, the the best method is the method that works for you. Which yes, is yeah, probably exactly. for you and, and exactly. for me. Yeah, and so many of them have such an aggressive approach. Uh, allopathy doctor will have an aggressive approach. A homeopathy doctor will tell you something else. A nutritionist will tell you something else. Mm-hmm. A cosmetologist will again have their own opinions, and yeah. uh, an endocrinologist, a gynecologist will again some, say something else. And all of yeah. them put you on a very strict regimen which kind of uh, destroys one's healthy relationship, one's own body, especially for young girls, you know, who are in yeah. their pre-teens and teens who are yet to formulate a foundationally constructive relationship and understand their body themselves. You know, one, yeah. one is still developing an intuitive understanding of one's body. So there are a couple of things that really helped me in my PCOD journey. Don't try any of those diets or go on extreme restrictive eating. That is one. I know most doctors tell us to lose weight to improve our PCOD symptoms. But this kind of eating makes you lose weight in a very short run. But doesn't really improve your quality of life or your PCOD symptoms. Actually, what helped me was enjoying my food, my breakfast, lunch and dinner and going on walks. So my advice would be just enjoy your food and love your body and find any form of exercise that you enjoy. It doesn't really have to be fancy and it doesn't really need to be intense. As long as you enjoy it and you do it day after day and improve your health, that's almost the battle won. See you all next week. Follow us on Instagram at The Unmute Files. DM us with any questions or if you'd like to be on the podcast. Until then, keep unmuting.